A Priorian the Meta-Organization A Priorian is an organizer of organizations. We are a professional organizer of organizations. We determine how best to organize a group of persons. A Priorian believes there is a right and wrong and it is encapsulated in our organizations and the way we do organization. A Priorian believes the ultimate mission is to build the church as the ultimate organizational form. It is the details, not the generalities, that define us. Organization is a process that divides us from the state and indeed from the secular world as a whole. And organized people do not need the state but the need God. To deny God is to deny the basic propositions of organization. This causes the secular world to rely on the state and the exercise of power as the ultimate organizational principle. Evil is different from sin. Sin harms the self, evil harms others. Evil destroys organization and by this means the need for God's existence. Atheism is not evil simply because it rejects the existence of God, atheism is evil because it rejects the importance of organization. Atheists reject the importance of organization. Without the mechanisms of what might be considered westocracy, or the constraints of a business environment, we are left with the domination of man by man. Living to control and dominate others is not logical, it is the mark of fear. Organization is the engine of moral living. But organization is not a steeply graded hierarchy dominated by an autocrat. That is oppression. Organizations are natural and organically structured. Being unorganized is to live unprofitably. Consumption without production make us parasitic. A life focused on personal gratification lacks authenticity because it has no organization component, but force exercise through authority. An addiction is consumption for consumption's sake. The same goes for video games and social media likes, as with pornography and drugs. Finding a stimulating porn image is on the same level as finding sand at the beach. If that is the height of your ambition, success will come easy. But social media likes have no commercial value. Earning a profit is more satisfying than taking drugs or exploring porn sites, but capital accumulation suffers from the same problems as a drug addiction, greed is an addiction to property consumption. Capitalism is not a true business and is another addiction. Addiction is not the basis of an organization. A mission is a business grounded in the generation of organization. Missions generate organizations, that is what they do or are meant to do. A mission is not a job, it is a life. To be fruitful a life must have organizational value. The accumulation of money appears to give life an objective standard. But this valuation of wealth makes grand theft qualitatively the same as a business innovation. Life is not the objective or purpose of life, life is the means to an end. To survive is not the objective but a necessary quality to organization. Life does not give life meaning. There has to be something greater than life to validate how we live our life. We must leave the world better off than how we found it. The one thing we must not do is leave it poorer. The value we create is the means by which we validate our life.
Our mission is our particular and customized way of adding value to the world. In one sense, our life is our business, and our business is our life. However, we are not the measure of our success. To have objectivity requires a means of evaluating our value. This is the organization. Missions require a means to quantify the value of what we are doing. Life is not a passion or a hobby, it is an enterprise. This is why missions are vital to Christians. Missions give work an objective component. We cannot have a mission or be in a mission if we have not established a specified and measurable criterion of success. A mission must take on the form of a successful organization with a measurable definition of progress. Unfortunately, the importance of being a commercial success has been corrupted by businesses who seek to sell more widgets at a set price point to generate a particular increase in revenues simply to push income upwards. Private enterprise has co-opted the mission's paradigm of the church for its own ends. This is the connection between the West and capitalism, between the adoption of Christianity in the West and its rise to organizational prominence. Organizations create value, this is not identical with profits. Value must be created regardless of the situation we are in. Money is not the measure of value except value as determined by man. We ought to think of the local church as a business enterprise. For the purposes of this essay, we will call the universal church the city of Aprioreon. This city is contrasted with Babylon. Babylon values money and the making of profit. It is organized hierarchically with those who control the most property at the top. In this model of reality, there are two organizational models. Each city has its own way of operating. Everything in the world is contained in one city or the other. That is the city is a corollary of a system. Every person in the world is a citizen of Apriorian or a subject of Babylon. We all operate under one set of premises or the other. There are no other options. In other words, there are two possibilities. The two choices are mirror images of each other and they contradict each other's premise. Each believes the other option ought not exist. We are either secular or Christian, we have faith, or we are governed by fear. Those are the alternatives. If we fear, we cannot have faith, and if we have faith, fear is driven out. Subjects exist in a legal system and are servants of the lawmaker, who is charged with assuaging their fear by defeating the source of their unease. Their works define them. Subjects are good depending on their works. Subjects create or lessen fear through the works they do. Subjects must obey the law as issued by the lawmaker. This might be the polity or the commercial entity. The polity is an authority that oversees the commercial entities. Both the government and the commercial entity fashion law and have their subjects. The subject owes their allegiance first to the polity and then to the commercial facility. Both are under the law but there is a hierarchy of law. A priorian is a moral polity based on faith. The moral city is governed by a positive moral code. Codes are interpreted, laws are obeyed as written. The first order principle of a priorian is have faith. 
a prioriians are required to trust one another. This is the essence of the golden rule. A prioriians are justified by the faith they create. Creating faith or trust is a work of the Spirit. One will never arrive at faith by following the law. The more one follows the law the more one attains the status of a legalist. A legalist is what Freud labeled an anal-retentive-compulsive. Legalists are obsessed with getting everything right. The legal right assuages fear. The legal right is where witchcraft comes from. Spells are routines and ways that when done right eliminate a fear source. Witchcraft is the original source of cancel culture. What is legally right is not what is morally good. The ethical person in his highest manifestation is a fascist. Fascism extols or reverences the state or lawgiver. The state people interface is the law. The more law, so goes the computation, the less there is to fear. In this understanding, fascism is a passion and desire for total law. Fascism desire total submission to the law and total dependency on the lawgiver. This is why fascism and sado-masochism are closely related. The fascist powers of Japan and Germany both reverence the law and the lawgiver. Everything in fascism is regulated and the good fascist is he who models total obedience to the lawgiver. Fascism requires hierarchy because it is in a hierarchy that laws are formed and enforced. But the making of law is not the making of faith. The law does not generate trust except in the law and its regulation. The enforcement of law contains provision for laws that require subjects to subsidize the lawmaker's activities. Supporting one's oppression is a vital part of the dominance-slash-submissive relationship. For 6,000 years civilization has been the product of a central lawgiver that makes laws which at root are a justification for the lawmaker's need for subsidization. Democracy, which is lauded as one of the innovations of all time, is nothing more than a way to make subjects an accessory to their subjugation. We are subject to taxation and the laws of the lawgiver because we choose him as our dominant. No taxation without representation may be marginally better than outright rapin, but the result is much the same. The difference is that the submissive picks her dominant. The rise in transgenderism is matched by the left's desire to be submissive. The central determining feature of fascism is autocratic ownership or legal ownership. The dominant is the absolute owner of a political jurisdiction. Therefore, the dominate becomes the tacit owner of his subjects. The state issues licenses to its subjects, first to give them an identity owned by the lawgiver slash dominant, then to give them partial and limited jurisdiction over plots of territory in recognition of their filial love. The legal system remains much as it was in the Middle Ages. The private property owner still owes allegiance to the lawmaker and tribute in the form of taxes. All of this is simply different ways of expressing the dominant-slash-submissive relationship and its grounding in law. Law is the commands of the dominant to his submissives. At root, fascism is rooted in fear. Submission is the normal reaction to an overwhelming fear. A trust is an organization built on faith. Without faith all we are left with is fear. 
Without faith we remain subjects of the state. Only faith can defeat fear and the fascism that fear generates. But if we have faith we are required to divest ourselves of the vestiges of this world legal systems. We cannot claim faith and rely on the law and the rule of dominance. The evidence for faith is the divestment of property. There is no other way to demonstrate trust in others than by the formation of a church, which is an organization grounded in faith. The church is a trust, the physical representation of the faith we have in each other and God. To form a trust is to increase the faith we have. Members donate commercial assets to the trust. The value of the trust is a physical representation of the amount of faith we have in one another. The trust is owned by the church, which is owned by the members, directly. In return for the units of commercial assets, the trust issues units of equity. Equity is the physical representation of the commercial value of the trust. The equity is issued as preferred shares. Any secular business can be capitalized by transfers of assets to the new business. The source account is credited the assets provided and the new business entity is debited the same amount. All purchases are paid for using prefers. Prefers are a unit of account or monetary unit created from the issue of preferred shares. It is by creating a trust and an economy based on faith in the people of God that Christians learn to live in faith. To live in faith is to live trusting one another. A Christian trust constructed according to the instructions given, permit us to do this. The opportunity for deceit and exploitation is eliminated. When risk is eliminated trust is given free reign.